This episode is brought to you by Triggered 22 LLC, a veteran-owned apparel company. By purchasing a t-shirt, hat, or hoodie from Triggered 22, you're not only supporting a small business, but you're bringing awareness to veteran PTSD and suicide. Please help save the lives of those who fought for our freedoms. Visit Triggered22.com now and place your order. Let's help those suffering from invisible wounds. And I know you're a big Swifty fan. I was checking that out. So um, she is killing it right now. She is. She's on top of the world. Welcome to the American Grown Podcast, hosted by Austin Sullivan. The American Grown Podcast will focus on people from different walks of life and their journey to where they are now. Now, turn up your volume and settle in for a great episode. Hi, I'm Austin Sullivan. This is the American Grown Podcast, recorded inside the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Today, we have Elijah Walters, a singer-songwriter. Elijah, welcome to episode 44 of the American Grown Podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. A little background here at ColorTech, we do uh, photography, Blue Cardinal photography, and like we were discussing off-air, it was last year's Cedar Crest High School graduation, mm-hmm. and I think you were one of the student speakers. Yeah. Do you remember like what you what you said? Um, it was. It's hard because I, I I think I wrote it now almost two years ago, but it was something like our class motto was "We came, we conquered, we survived," and it was something along the lines of, "We showed up for the good days and the bad days. We conquered through them all. We conquered through things like COVID and all that stuff, and we survived at the end, and we all graduated together." Um, it was something along the lines of that, thirty words or less. I can't remember the okay. exact. I liked your style and everything. It was it was unique to you, right? And I think it was that night. Then I got home to my wife Courtney, and I'm like, I want to look up this Elijah Walter. So then I think I went on to Instagram because that's what you know. That's where you go to look people up. Yeah, there or Facebook, but Facebook's for like the older generation. <laughs> and then sure enough, I'm like, whoa, he does music. So I was like, let me check this out. So we started listening to Spotify. From there, it was like, wow, you're you're definitely talented thank you you are and thought if i can get them on the podcast before you eventually become the next taylor swift or uh, i'd like sam smith when he originally came out mm-hmm. um he, he was really good i thought this could be an interesting interview so i'm excited that you are here and again thank, thank you for you. making of the time course. so some of the topics we want to cover uh, include your new album down low lover which mm-hmm. released last november yes and also your journey as a young up-and-coming artist take us back to the beginning what was your childhood like? Where were you born and raised? I was born right here. And well, actually, I was born in Lancaster, but I've, I've lived here my whole life in Lebanon. And um, actually, my music thing kind of started around this time when I was like a little kid. Um, so like my birthday's coming up. And when I was like six, I got, do you know Kids Bop? Like the little CDs. I got a Kids Bop yeah. CD for my birthday. And I fell in love with it. Like, I loved it. And I loved the music. I loved all the songs. I think it was, I can't remember which number it was, but it was, like, songs like Telephone by Lady Gaga and Beyonce. Okay. Like, that kind of music. And it was, like, that was, It was like that time. And I was, like, I was really inspired by all of those songs. And every time a new album, Kids Pop album came out, I would get it. And I would fall in love with all these songs. And it made me want to, like make my own music and it made me love singing and over time it developed into writing songs i was doing that for years and years and years before i was like wait hold on i'm actually putting like pen to paper right now like i'm me i'm like writing something that really like means something to me so i think it just kind of evolved into songwriting after all of those years yeah so kids bop that's where it started for you yeah i remember those those songs were really good yeah, Kids Bop, it was just different when you are a kid, because I don't know, maybe it's because the other kids singing it, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I feel like it definitely, something about it. It, it was, listening to it now, like, listening to the, the songs they put out now, it's like, okay, what is this? Because you listen to the, the regular version, but when you're a kid, yeah. and this is all you know, and it's like, oh, this is amazing, because then you can go back, like, I go back sometimes and listen to them, I'm like, this is so good, come yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now, middle school and, and high school any activities how was how was high school for you so high school i did chorus i did like the plays and the musicals and a lot of high school i spent like in my room like writing songs like that was when a lot of like the workshopping on like 
my like songwriting craft was happening. I had a couple friends in high school that would also songwrite, and I would like kind of bounce ideas off of them. Okay. But it wasn't really, I didn't. It wasn't like too too many people I knew that were into it. So I was kind of on my own for a lot of it. But do you think like during high school? And you're writing these songs. Was it like an escape for you, like to get away from the grind of, you know, I gotta go to school and and do work and all that? Um, definitely. Sometimes, definitely, it felt like an escape. Um, a lot of the time, it felt like I was just processing. Like if something happened, and I'm like, I need to like say something or I need to like process my emotions. I would always just write a song. So it was an outlet. Definitely. What age did you start singing? And did you like take any lessons, or are you self-taught? When I was like five or six, I took piano lessons. And like at the end, like the last 15 minutes of those piano lessons was a voice lesson. I I mean, it wasn't like anything like crazy. Like we weren't doing like vocal runs at like the ripe age of six years old or anything, but that was all the training I had. And then I stopped taking lessons at like seven. So since then I've just kind of been on my own. Oh, wow. Do you still play piano? I, I know how to play piano. I can't like, if you like put like sheet music in front of me yeah. it will take me a couple days to be able to play it but, but you could get it yeah yeah okay. eventually <laughs> yeah because that would be i mean singing and piano or any instrument you know yeah hand in hand for sure mm -hmm. life after high school what were what were your goals what did you want to do all i knew i wanted to do was music like i love music and i and it's so hard to get into that industry so the advice I got from my guidance counselor was to find like a backup plan, which is what everyone tells you. And so I went to a performing arts school in New York City for um, camera acting. And you learn like a lot of things where it's like on set and like screenwriting and set decoration and um, continuity and script supervising and like all of the, the parts of a set. I love that. I love all of that. But it's also not music. So it's like. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 like I love it, but I, it's not like what I want to be doing in life. Your real love is music and, mm -hmm. and songwriting. Yeah, yeah. But then it's these other elements that that you mm -hmm. kind of have to learn. So what was that like going from little old Lebanon County, mm -hmm. you know, and then going into the big city, New the York big, City? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I think I adjusted fine, but it was at first like the shock of just like, oh my god, I'm just here. Like yesterday, I was in my bed, and now I'm in New York City. It was yeah. it was crazy, but I got used to it pretty quickly. I don't I have a love-hate relationship with New York City now because it's like an amazing place, amazing opportunities, amazing people. Like there's always something going on and I love that. But it's so dirty and it's so disgusting and I can't really? stand it. Yeah. I'm such a germaphobe and it's just it's no, I can't what do they say the city that never sleeps right yeah so, like you said there's always action there's always something exciting going on good or bad whatever's going on out mm -hmm. there but yeah i guess it would be a germaphobe's worst nightmare for sure yeah i will let you know before every guest comes in i have a can of like not lysol but it's like a spray since covid mm -hmm. so i do spray the studio here the performing arts school um you went last fall mm -hmm. okay and what's the name uh amda american musical and dramatic academy is what it stands for and then like amda is the the abbreviation amda and is it located just directly in the city or yeah well it is in the city but it's like kind of scattered throughout like there it's on the upper west side but there's a building in midtown and then there are dorms in greenwich village like it's kind of all over the place oh, wow. it's nice in the way that you get to experience different parts of new york like my dorm last year was on the upper west side which is like a like iconic neighborhood but it's also like a bunch of old people so it's like not that fun but it like gives you new york from different lenses and i think that's pretty cool but then like when it's 7 30 in the morning you have to get to class and it's like two miles away it's like oh come on and the subways <laughs> aren't running and then oh wow it's like freezing cold outside and it's like now how do you you know you're kind of so you just uber it or taxi or walk i guess sometimes i just go right back to bed honestly like <laughs> nothing wrong with that yeah. yeah nothing wrong with that at all in the music industry who really inspires you there's an obvious answer i'll get to that later before i forget all the other ones but there are a couple artists lord she's um if you don't know who lord is she sings the royals and we'll never be royal she sings that royal. song yeah um but she has um an album called melodrama which changed my life like it is actually one of the best albums i've ever heard and um my favorite song on it is the louvre i'm a sucker for like crush songs like when you have a crush on someone i'm a sucker for those songs so that's one of my favorite songs and the her sound on that album is just so like 
it's a very like computer synth pop kind of record and it's so I think like my favorite part about listening to music is when you can like listen with headphones and think like I've never heard this part in the song before like that little like a little like synth line or something i've never heard that before and you've listened to the song a million times and i just every time you listen to it you discover something new about the song and i love it so much and then there are other, there's another artist carly ray jepson she's known for that call me maybe song but yeah. she puts out a lot of like really good music that a lot of people don't like listen to really i didn't um i thought it was just like a one-hit wonder kind yeah of she has an album from 2015 called Emotion, which is like people say it's like the best pop album ever. And I like obviously I had to listen to it and it was really, really good. But she just recently put out two albums last fall. She put out The Loneliest Time and then like a month ago, she put out The Loveliest Time. So they're like, oh, interesting. Um, side A and side B. The music is so good. There's some of my favorite songs on both of those albums. Her sound too. I think her and Dua Lipa, mm-hmm. um, Dua Lipa is like, the princess of pop right now like she is really killing the game and i think like listening to those two artists it really reminded me of why i wanted to make like pop music like because when you make a really good pop song it like it is really good and it's like a it's a euphoric feeling when you listen to it and i i just think that's always something i wanted to like chase to like make that high that feeling that Mm -hmm. uh, ability to to move people you know yeah make them Mm -hmm. feel a certain way that when they started the song, maybe they didn't think they would feel happy, yeah. sad, whatever it may be. Yeah, definitely. I love Sabrina Carpenter. I saw her in concert in May, and it was one of the best concerts I've ever seen. What does she sing? Um, she makes pop music, too. It's a little more, like, acoustic sometimes, but she also has, like, some upbeat songs. Her album, Emails I Can't Send Forward, I love so, 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 so much. There's a song on it called Things I Wish You Said, and it's like she's talking about a relationship she had and she's like wishing the guy would say all these things like i'm sorry that i pulled the it's not you it's me or like i'm sorry that um i made you cry or i'm sorry that it's like but he never ended up saying that and it's like that's like my life for real like i'm delusional like that like i wish people would say these things to me and like make things right and you know live happily ever after but yeah. it doesn't happen and but it, that's like what the song is and it, i connect to it so much and maybe you're saving a Taylor Swift. Taylor Are we going to get into yes. Taylor Swift? She, yeah, she is my idol. Like she is like, so I've always been like, kind of like a casual fan of Taylor Swift. Like all the songs I heard on the radio as a little kid, I was like, Oh, I love these songs. Like these are so good. But I think it was, it was like 2014. It was when Shake It Off came out. Like this. So shake it off, yeah. Shake it off. I don't have a good voice <laughs> like you, but shake it off. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that was nine years ago now. That was wow. a long time ago. But that's when I heard that song. I was like, okay, she's really killing it now. So I kind of like got invested. Blank Space came out and I love Blank Space. And then right. every song she put out after that, I was like, I love all of these songs. And then I became a Swifty. I downloaded 1989. That was the first like not Kids Bob album that I ever bought. <laughs> the next year I bought Red. And then the next year Reputation came out, which is my all-time favorite Taylor Swift album. Yeah. And then since then I've just been a diehard fan i know everything about her she's like my idol she inspires so much in me and um i like look up to her as an artist in every single way shout out to t swift shout out to T-Swift. maybe she'll listen to this one that'd be wild <laughs> if she listens to this taylor yeah. please take me on the Aero store i need a bag so bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah did you know she actually grew up in west reading Red- yeah. yeah not too far from here like in reading and she used to sing the national anthem at the Reading Fight and Phils, oh. which is a farm team for the Phillies. So it's a it's a, a baseball team there in Reading, and they actually have like some of her original albums from when she used to be. I think more like country, right. and then she got into the pop and like really merged the two. Um, uh, what am I looking for? Like the genres. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was drawing a blank. So it's neat. Like when you go in their little lobby there. At the fight and fills, you can see the albums like in uh, shadow boxes, oh, and uh, yeah, it is pretty pretty cool to see and how far mm-hmm. she's, she's come. come. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, now it's like everyone knows yes. her. Mm-hmm. She's making a ton of money and and doing a great job. And we were talking off air before we started recording. How I think it's she's like ten truck drivers. I think it is something like that. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And then wasn't it like a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, she gave to each one. For, but I heard that she gave. Yeah, it was just a hundred k that she gave to truck drivers but she gave everyone that works for her a bonus like that like all wow. the dancers all the technicians yeah all the band members it was everyone that's awesome that's crazy yeah, yeah that is i heard it total to 55 million dollars in total wow. that's crazy i feel like more people that have that um that ability 
like if you can do it and you feel inclined to do it, you you should. So I think that's mm-hmm. awesome that she did. Yes. And it says a lot about her as a person, for sure. Not just a, a music artist that's clearly killing it in what she does, but it says a lot about her as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This ties in great to the next question. What would you say your style of music is? I It's hard because like making music, it's like especially like when you are independent and you like rely on other people to produce it, you get asked that question a lot. And it's like, well, you kind of get like, oh, well, kind of like a, maybe a Taylor Swift like style song or like Dua Lipa kind of like um, break my heart kind of song. You kind of like fall into categories. And I definitely like fell victim to that. Like, and I would just say like, oh, like Dua Lipa. And then, cause you can only say so much when you're communicating with these producers. And then you kind of get a song that sounds like Dua Lipa, but it doesn't really sound like you. Um, and yeah. I think what I'm kind of like discovering now is I'm logic pro is like a software that you use to like make music. Like that's, that's what I use to make music. And I'm like kind of like learning the way my way around it now. And I think that in doing so, I'm able to create a sound that sounds more like me. Like I'm not like chasing any sounds or I anything. See. Yeah. So I, I would say pop is like a general kind of thing, but also alternate, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I have a lot of different sounds that I really like and down the lever was, I was kind of figuring out which sounds. Cause there are a lot of influences. Like there was R and B, there was hip hop, there was pop, there was alternative, there was indie. And I love all of those sounds. And I think different emotions in me bring out different sounds. Like if I'm feeling confident in myself, it's more of a, a hip hop or pop song, or if I'm feeling sad or if like heartbroken, it's a more indie yeah. kind of song. So I think, I don't know if I would say I'm versatile in that way or if I'm just all over the place. But I think, I, I, I don't know. I think I have a lot of different sounds I like to play with. Yeah, and you can you can there. merge them together and mm-hmm. intertwine them. So that brings up kind of two questions. So while you're at school in New York, do you have your own studio where you're trying to do some recording? And, and, and like, how does that work? It was hard because I didn't, I didn't have, like, my own studio because I was, like, sharing a room and I didn't even have my own desk. So... I had like my little MIDI keyboard and sometimes I'd like plug it in. And if I wanted to like write something, I would just like play it on the, on like the computer instead of like playing it out loud. I would usually like, my school has a lot of rehearsal rooms because it is a performing arts school. So if I wanted to write something or sing something, I could just go there and do it. And I, I did that a lot. I wrote some pretty good songs in those practice rooms. Okay. So the next question, what's your songwriting process like and how do you draw inspiration for your songs? I can approach a song at any angle sometimes, like whether it's I have a melody in my head that I'll like record on my phone and then revisit later at the piano or I'm writing down lyrics or sometimes I'll get an idea. Um, The song Love and Attention, I had an idea on my phone and I recorded the whole song and then I sat down and I wrote it. And like, so it's sometimes it happens like that. Just on your phone with the like the the mic and everything on the phone. Well, yeah. And then it just, and it's like, a rough draft like you, you don't know the words you're just like uh, dun, 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 dun. and like you can hear my dog barking in the background and then like I like go down and I sit down and I like write out the lyrics and then like sing the melody and then you know it, it happens like that yeah I think a lot of the time it's just any kind of way that I can get my emotions out I'll do it and a lot of the time it's things that are happening like in life like currently so I just wrote a song a couple weeks ago about like I was seeing so many signs in my life, like yeah, um, like angel numbers, like deja vu, all of that, and all of these signs were pointing to this one person. I'm like, okay, well, this is it. Like this is the person, and that person is like on a completely different page of a completely different book in a completely different language. Like they're not even. So it's like all of these signs are like pointing me in this direction, and then I get here, and it's like, well, this is not where I'm supposed to be. So that's kind of like it's like you take the things in your life and you just kind of, I don't want to say water it down, but you kind of like change it into a song, you know? Yeah. You, Cause saying it straight up in a song is like kind of boring sometimes like, Oh, you broke my heart. Okay. Well now <laughs> what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you like kind of filtering it into like a story into a song. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I, yeah, I I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. I was... But I think music is definitely like storytelling. And I think podcasts, you know, all that, is so important because it's it's how you get from one one point to another, mm-hmm. but like making it interesting so people want to listen, so people want to download and want to spread your message really. Because like you said, you can come out and say like, 
I love you or I hate mm-hmm. you or whatever it is. But like songwriters can really create magic, I think, in their words. Yes, yes. I think a lot of the artists I listen to, some it's like I'll listen to their songs and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is I'm being transported into a different dimension with how like vivid right. the storytelling is. A song that I think about, Gold Rush by Taylor Swift. Another song about having a crush on someone. I know I'm insane, but it's it's produced by Jack Antonoff, which who he also produced Melodrama by Lord. And the chords that were used for the song, it's like it's like F sharp minor and then it goes into the, that chord progression and then it like changes to G major which is like it's not it's in the same key but it's like a, it's a different kind of feeling like it's yeah. going from like a sharp to a major chord so it brings a different feeling and in the song like in the lyrics and the story it's like oh I don't like a gold rush but and then the chord changes like what must it be like to grow up that beautiful what must it be like to love someone like you and it's like it completely changes the vibe and the energy and like the path that the song is taking hearing that is so it just opens your eyes to all the magical things that songwriting can be yeah it's amazing how like like you said a chord or a a tempo change in the song can make you feel different ways Mm -hmm. you know and and how it can can move you let me ask you this when you you know, released your album or writing your album, songs for your album. What inspiration did you draw for that? For that album specifically, it was like, there was a general theme. And it was, there was someone I had class with that I had a crush on. And I was like, I wrote Survive. And I was like, this is kind of an interesting idea. Like manifesting, you know, like a kind of like secret, low, um, you know that song Low by SZA? I love that song. That low, kind of like, keep it on the low ski, on the lowest, on the low, you know? And I was like, it would be cool if I, like, made a whole album about that. And it was, like, telling the story of, like, oh, I meet someone and we have this, like, secret little relationship. But then by the end, it's like, oh, it's over and I'm heartbroken and I didn't think I would get hurt like that. And so I would, like, take things from my life and, like, write it into a song about, like, oh, you want my love and attention, but I'm not giving, you know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. It is not, like, to say that, all of like everything that happened is like happened happened with like a specific person it's like this feeling is the same feeling as this and i feel like that would relate into this kind of storyline this manifest yeah. and it, it ended up like i would just take bits of my life and like put it into the story and and it's interesting cuz i have here some of my favorite songs that that you've released so far include talk about me your newest song that came out uh, it's time and then also you just mentioned mm-hmm. survive which in my opinion does give some major Taylor Swift vibes. Yeah, that one was inspired by Style by Taylor Swift and Maniac by Conan Gray. So two very like the bass, kind of like the da 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 that from those songs too. And then also, I didn't know the song until after I really survived. But Your Type by Carly Rae Jepsen is the exact same way, and it's there are a lot of songs like that, but. I love that. I love that so much. And I, it was an essential in this song. But yeah. So when writing It's Time, because that's your, your newest release, mm-hmm. people can listen on Spotify. You can buy it on uh, iTunes. Yes. So what inspired you for that song? And I love the cover art, by the way, for Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's you in a field, and it's almost uh, like a dreamy feel. I kind of get, mm-hmm. I'm a big Alice in Wonderland fan, so I just kind of get that vibe, which I know it's right. maybe random, but that's no, what, yeah, what I get. Yeah. Totally. I, that was what I was going for, like a dream kind of thing. That was my friend's grandparents' backyard, and it's so beautiful. We, I was just there. We were filming something. So Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Um, Can't but, say yet, huh? Yeah, no. Okay. Okay. Not yet, not yet. But, oh, cool, um, cool, cool. It was um, so beautiful because it was like when we took that picture, it was the beginning of July. So not everything had fully grown in yet, but we were just there and everything was so beautiful. There were flowers everywhere. It's yes. like all the, it, all the smells from the flowers. There were butterflies. There were like bird. It was so beautiful. But yeah, so songwriting for It's Time. I, um, I wrote that song two years ago and I revisited it because I was like starting to feel how I felt in that song. Like in real life, like now it felt, it rang true to me now. And I changed a couple lyrics here and there. And I, I kind of made it where it's like the world as a whole is kind of like an awful place and it's not really getting better, but being able, like 
being able to be happy in like yourself and like having that happiness in spite of all the awful things in the world is such a peaceful thing to have. Like, it's just so peaceful. And I didn't realize that because every time I would like try and be happy in myself, it would always be like, oh, but well, I can't really be that happy if, you know, the world is going to end soon. And it's like, but that doesn't matter because you can just like live and be happy. It's like almost like a dream where you can just like not worry about it for a little bit until you wake up. No, I really like that one. And, you know, I would, I would agree if you can love yourself, then it allows you to then love others. And at the same time, who cares what people think? Like, mm-hmm. do you like release your, your music, like with this podcast? I know there's some people that probably think I'm nuts, some friends that don't maybe support it, but it's like, you don't yeah. know unless you try, you know? Yeah. yeah. Unless you do it. No matter what you do, everyone's going to have something to say. So you, it, it could be good or bad. So you just do it anyway. Yeah. Just rock it. Just go with it. So now what is the process like to create, you know, an album, which your first album was download lover. Mm-hmm. What is that like? How, how does that work? The way that I did it, which I'm probably never going to do it like this again, but I I would, like, reach out to producers, and then, like, you would it would it would be, like, what's it called? I think it's, like, pay for hire. So you, like, pay them, and then they produce a song, but then they don't get any, like, they don't get any splits from it for, like, um, producing it or mixing it. So they don't, like, you keep everything, but you still have to pay them. Right. Makes um, sense. Okay. Which ends up being very expensive. So it's, like that was fine to do that for the first time to like kind of learn your way, especially when I didn't know anything about logic. But now I'm like, you know, I'm like kind of making my own songs. Like like, I'm kind of knowing like the ropes of logic X pro and I'm like, or is it logic pro X? I can't remember. Uh, sorry. Where was I? I was just trying to figure out like, did you go to a recording studio like in Lancaster or yeah, just more, I guess more so the process. Like what is the process like to release an, an album? So I recorded it in my room. I have a little a Really? Little you recorded in your room? Yeah. That sounds really good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, the first time, like, when I recorded Talk About Me, I, like, took my mattress and I put it over my window to, like, block out all the noise. But yep. I was like, that was a little, that was too much of a hassle for me to do. So I didn't do that again. But yeah. I have, like, a little mic and a little, um, like, soundproof thing around it. And then, like, connects my computer and I'll, like, record. It's, like, on my dresser. So it's, like... It's like my own makeshift little studio, but... Um, it works. It works. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Literally, that whole Down Low Lover album was pretty much recorded like in your own makeshift studio. Because mm-hmm. it does sound, like I said, like professional quality. I would have thought maybe you had to rent out a studio. I don't know. I just yeah. throw out Lancaster. I don't even know if there is any. I'm sure there is recording studios down Probably. there. But all right, you write your songs, you record your album, then you have to pay like a third party to then get it on iTunes and... Things like right. that, or how so that there are yeah. like um, distribution things where you can like pay like a monthly or a yearly. I think mine is yearly. They distribute it to everywhere, so you can put it on iTunes, Spotify, literally anywhere you get your music is they'll send it to you, and you can track it on Spotify. Like I have the Spotify for Artists app, and you can like track like who's listening and see where they're listening from, if it's from a playlist or from your um, artist profile, and like the distribution thing makes it so easy to just like yeah. get your music out there because that's that's the one thing and especially the one that I use like they make sure that you are verified on those platforms that you use get your music on okay. and that's like the first thing that you need that you that really sells it is that you you're just there that you're on Spotify right like, you know what I mean oh exactly yeah because it's like oh you're on iTunes you're on Spotify mm-hmm. whatever it is iHeartRadio Pandora all those platforms it's like oh this this person's official you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's right. not just some like, here's my, like, in the old days when you had to burn it on a CD. CD yeah, be yeah. like, here's my CD, which, again, the nostalgia of it, like, maybe some people kind of miss that, but, because yeah. now you don't actually have that CD. It's all through digital. the phones and digital, yeah. but uh, definitely makes what you're doing more official. Where do you see your music career in the future? Um, I see it any, like, I, I hate, like, I love thinking about my future, but I also hate thinking about it because I don't, like, get my hopes up and then it won't happen. But, I see it going anywhere from, like, I, like, make some songs here and there from my room or maybe, all like, in a studio. And it's just, like, you know, something casual mm-hmm. in my life to it being, like, a full-time job. And it, like, you know, me doing it. Because, like, that's something I would just, I would do anything for that to be my full-time job. Oh, but yeah, yeah. it doesn't always work like that. So I would still do it even if it didn't take off like that because I just love 
making music. But as long as I get to make music in the future, I think I'll be okay. So if you if you were more of a, a songwriter, you'd be okay with that, but you want to be a singer. You I wanna think I like... want to sing the songs that I write. Cause yeah. I feel like that's like... I feel like it's when I write you, a song, right? I have, yeah, it's like I'm trying to say something. Like, I need it, I need to get something off my chest. And I feel like writing a song and then giving it to someone else is like, I'm letting them get it off my chest. It, it's too many. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Okay. I'm big in believing that if you put it out into the universe, you know, kind of manifest, right? Mm-hmm. So going back to that graduation and then listening to your music with my wife, I'm like, you're going places, I feel like. And I want to put it out there. I truly believe one day... You know, we'll be seeing you on TV. You'll be filling stadiums, which I know sounds crazy, but like if you put it out there, mm-hmm. I believe that's the best way to make it happen. Because if you keep it to yourself, no one knows what your goals, what your dreams are. So it's like put it out right. into the world. So that's my opinion. I think in a couple of years, you'll be one of the top up and coming artists. Hopefully. I mean, that would be the dream. I always think about like if I were, like went on a world tour, maybe not in a stadium, maybe in like an arena or something smaller, but like. I think that would be so fun just to like look out into like a crowd of people and like inter like you you know interact with them and like you know they they're there to see you and like that feeling is like oh my god like I'm going to put on a show for you like, exactly yeah yeah oh yeah it's going to be wild I'm looking forward to watching cuz like I said I I truly believe that if you put it out in the universe and you chase after it you know and you you're taking the proper steps anything's possible anything is possible I need to hold on to that who are some of the mentors that have helped you along the way? So in elementary school, she was my music teacher. And then in high school, she was my course teacher. Mrs. Rochet at Cedar Crest. She is like my everything music in my life. That was like when I was a kid and I was listening to kids pop. The only like other music thing I had was music class. And like she taught me that. And I remember in third grade, there was a big line. Like a, it was like a, a timeline of like, musicians from like maybe the 1500s to like I think I was in third grade in 2012 to 2012 it was like composers like Mozart and all those things and then you get to like Elvis and you so like the whole year it was like you learn about this Mm -hmm. person and then like by the time you got to Elvis and then you learn about like you know like Stevie Wonder and then you learn about like Madonna and then you learn about and then you got to we got to Michael Jackson and well actually I remember now she was going for like the kings and queens of music. So oh, yeah, yeah. every like would every class would be like a different person we would learn about. And by the end, the kings and queens were Michael Jackson was the king of pop and oh, yeah. Lady Gaga was the queen of pop music. And that's where we ended. And I, I, I held on to that for so long because like Lady Gaga was someone that she's honestly she terrified me as a kid because she always had those wigs on and I was like oh, yeah. I never knew how like wigs worked because I'm like if that, I thought it was like her real hair. Her I was hair, like, that yeah. scared me. Cause I'm like, in this one shot, her hair was so short. And then the next shot, it was like all the way down. I'm like, now hold on. Like Rapunzel. It's like, yeah. what's going on here? And yeah. it was like, it was cause then it was blue and then it was pink. And then I was like, I'm, I'm lost. But I thought Lady Gaga was so inspiring. And to see the timeline of all those artists and then to be like Lady Gaga. And then to see even now, like there's, there's still people like Beyonce, Taylor oh, Swift, yeah. like, Ariana Grande, like all these big names that have come after that. And there's still oh, like yeah. the, the timeline will forever go on. So I think that was just always inspired me to like, there's always going to be new music. There's always going to be new people. There's always going to be a place for new music. Your family, they support. They're like, go for mm-hmm. it. My, I played, I think it was talk about me for my grandma. And at first when I was telling her, she was like, are you sure? Like, this is what you want to do? And I was like, oh yeah. And then I played her the song and she was like, yeah, do that. Do yes. That. Yes. I'm telling grandparents, no, mm-hmm. like, and they don't, they don't BS. They don't hold, like, if it's not good, they would be like, yeah, uh, you might want to reconsider. Mm-hmm. I feel like as you get older, there's no filter. You yeah, just tell you the truth. Tr- be honest. Yeah, yeah. You just be honest. Exactly. So now what would you say motivates you to be the best version of yourself? I would say just like. I always want to be someone that people want to be around. So I always like try and like, I always like be like, Oh, like, let me, I was trying to like make myself like fun for the party. If that makes sense. Like I always like, I feel like you have positive energy. Like you're definitely not mm-hmm. a downer. Like you walk into a room and immediately you yeah. strike up a conversation. I'll, yeah. I'll always yeah. try to be like talking or like, you know, being fun or being funny. I always try to be that. And I always like try and make people feel like comfortable and like, uh, what would you say you're most passionate about? 
Well, I mean, there is. There, I love music. I love just music in general. Like, I love, um, I, I guess it's just music. Because I'm thinking, like, that's how I spend a lot of my time. Like, whether it's listening to it, writing it, or on, like, Twitter, talking about it with people is... I just, everything music, like the, the whole industry, like the business side of it too. I just love the way that it works, the way that everything is. I love, even in um, the film industry too, like I love um, writing, like screenwriting and I love all that stuff. And I love like the business side of that too. I think just that industry is just, I love it. Perfect. And um, did you bring some items with I you? I did. Yeah. Here, you um, can put them on the, the table here. Okay. So I oh, have... T-Swift right there. So I have... My favorite album of all time, Reputation by Taylor Swift, on CD. I'm starting a CD collection because vinyls are coming back into style. So it'll only be a matter of time before CDs come back into style, Ah, too. So I'm getting ahead ahead of the the game. game. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) That's great. Yeah. um, But this is my favorite album of all time. This was the first Taylor Swift album I listened to upon release. Like, this was the first album I was, like, a stand for. And I went to the tour. This was the first concert I've ever been to. And I went to the concert, and it changed my life. Every night she did a surprise song and our seats were right next to one of like the side stages. So like there was like a main stage and then there were like two side stages like out in the, the, on the other side of the stadium. And like our seats were right next to one of the side stages and she sang a surprise song and she was facing in my direction, like making eye contact. Like, like I was looking at Taylor Swift and she was looking at me and she sang my all time favorite song, State of Grace. Wow. And I cried. Like it was a crazy experience. And I knew forever that that like and this album just means a lot to me because like I always kind of feel like I'm a very anxious person. Like the anxiety in my head is like needs to be studied. But I always feel like people are judging me or like, you know, have something to say or something negative to say or that I've like, built up this bad reputation for myself. And, like, this album really kind of helps me realize, like, people are going to say what they're going to say. And no matter what you do, you're going to be the topic of discussion. So you might as well just live your life. And the people that know you for you yeah. know that you're not those things that people make you out to be. And that that's what this album really shows me. And the foreword that she wrote for it is so beautiful and explains it perfectly. And I just... It's my favorite album of all time. Okay. A million times. Yeah. (laughs) It's your favorite album for sure. Yeah. Um, And then. You brought a book. Yeah. This is my original songwriting journal. So like in the back, I would, this is like where I would write all the songs that I wrote in like middle school and the beginning of high school. Yeah. They're not good, but they're here. (laughs) But you started. Yeah. 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 Now I kind of, I've evolved to my, well, I guess I devolved to my notes app now. Cause I mean, I feel like that's less like songwriting journal versus your notes app like okay but this is where it all started really and sometimes like some of these i like look back i'm like okay this was kind of good it, i just think it's like a cute little like room like this is where it all started for real like yeah. like writing like because i i feel like singing like i can carry a tune but i'm not like beyonce you know what i mean but like songwriting is something special to me because i feel like everyone songwrites differently and this is like how i this is how i do it and this is how it started they're you. It makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. You know, they're great fits. How can our listeners connect with you and follow along on your journey? I am like everywhere. I'm on social media. I'm on, well, I mean, social media. I'm on like Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Elijah Walters Music. Twitter is, I think, Elijah Walters 14. And I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, all of that thing, all of those things, like just Elijah Walters. And yeah, I mean, I'm pretty active on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. I'm active everywhere. And I make playlists on Spotify if you want to listen to, see what kind of music I'm listening to. Well, I need to update my playlist because it's my songs of the summer playlist and the summer is almost over. That's crazy. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. All my friends are moving away for school. And I'm like, wow, I still have two months here before I go back to New York. But follow me on like Spotify Instagram, those are like the main places where I update for music and things like that if you want to follow along. Perfect. And did I see, I don't know if it was something on social media, I think it was last night or two. Do you have like a apparel? Oh, like yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yes. I think I just um, saw that recently. Uh, me and my friend Avery were designing some merch for like the last like nine or so months and we're finally like putting it out and I think it looks so cool. 
I have to make a couple tweaks to like the website and some of the designs, but the the store goes live on Monday. Okay. Well, I oh, mean, wow. on August twenty first. Thank you. Yes, okay. on August twenty first. That's when the store goes live. So I will be very excited. I think um, a lot of the designs are for Down the Lover because like that's what we were designing for, and then It's Time just came out. But I think a lot of the designs are so 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 cool. And Avery, my friend, she did such a good job on them. So uh, I think like a bucket hat, mm-hmm. uh, regular like, baseball cap. Maybe some sweatshirts or things like yeah. that. Yeah, and it, um, so the website the website I use is like Redbubble or something. Uh, yeah, Redbubble. So it's like you can like basically take the design and put it like anywhere you want. Like you can put it on a sweatshirt or put it on a t-shirt or put it on a hat. You know, you can. There are multiple different options, and I yeah. think that's so cool because it gives you. You can put any pick any colors. You can. You oh know, wow! So it's like very customizable. Yeah. Cool. Before we close out, is there anything else you'd like the listeners to know? I do want to talk a little bit about so. Um, the new song I put out called It's Time, it talks about the end of the world. Like, that's that's kind of like the theme I'm going for right now, like the end of the world. I've been seeing, I've, I talk a lot about signs. Like, I'm a very, like, the universe, like, signs, that kind of person. And um, I've been seeing a lot of signs, like, the world is ending. Not, like, tomorrow, but, like, in the next, like, couple of decades, the world will end. And I, like, I'm working on the idea through songwriting of like in the like inevitable end of the world can you really feel like you're out of time because something i really struggle with is feeling like i'm out of time like i need to get this done by this i need to do this by this i need to i need to find success and i need to be successful by now or i need to do this by then i need to graduate by this and to keep up with everyone or to do this you know what i mean and it's like okay so what if the world ends are you do you really are you almost out of time to do all that stuff when the world is going to end like and i kind of think of it like that really like relieves a lot of the stress i have because i i i kill myself over deadlines but then when you have the most like deadline deadline (laughs) ever can you really like does it does any of it really matter at the end of the day and i like that's kind of what i'm thinking about that's kind of where the direction i'm going in right now and that's kind of where a lot of my music is kind of being inspired from. So, Oh, that's deep. Wow. It gets me thinking because do you really need to keep up with the Joneses or, you know, do those deadlines mm-hmm. really matter if the world were to end tomorrow? Like it right. puts things in perspective, mm-hmm. you know, like what's important to you. Yeah. yeah. And I check myself a lot and I'll like put myself into perspective. Like I'm me, but also like I'll think about the earth the earth is massive. And then I'll think about Mars and then I'll think about Saturn. I don't know the next one, but like the solar system and then the universe. And then I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like, I think my problem, like my day is a little, like it puts my day into perspective when you think about it like that. And sometimes when you do that too much, it's like a little bit like belittling to your problems. Cause your problems are still valid. Just mm. oh, yeah. even when the world is big, your problems are still valid. But sometimes when it gets too crazy and you're drowning out in all of your life, it, kind of like calms you down to think of like i'm really just on a rock in space like yes. it's not it was never that serious yeah so yeah. Um, and there's and there's highs and lows and you know it's kind of like a, a roller coaster or like yeah. if you're into surfing it's like riding a wave you know mm-hmm. you don't want to get too high mm-hmm. but you, you don't want to get too low and so let me ask you this some of the signs like th- this is totally off topic i feel like but i like it because i feel like it's, it's it's not what are some of the signs you see that makes you think the world may end and do you believe in aliens? And I'll say, yes, I believe in aliens because the universe, the galaxy, like it's so big out there. Aliens are so real. They're I think so, so. real. Yeah. I, yeah, definitely. There are straight up signs like on Twitter. People say the world is going to end all the time. Like the world is ending. The world is ending. The world is ending. I know. Ending. Yeah. But I, I just, I have a feeling where it's just like the way, kind of like the way the last couple of years have been going, like things like COVID. Um, actually I had this thought. I heard that the first seven years of anyone's life is like, you live that and then that's what you accept as true. So like the first seven years of my life, like the way that life was, oh, that's just life. And now that like COVID happened, it's like, okay, like this is different, but like what we're in now is life. Whereas like kids that grew up and they were like young enough to be under seven during COVID, like that's what life is to them. Like that's kind of normal for them. I didn't like realize that until like I just had that thought. And I think that's a sign that it's like things are changing, are shifting. Whereas like the younger, younger generations don't know what normal life is anymore. Yeah. And even we don't, like, I don't know what normal life is. I see is what you're saying. I think like, yeah. like a phone, like this, that didn't exist 20 years ago. And it's like, there was a completely different way of life 20 years ago before phones. And I don't know that because I'm not, 
I wasn't around. Yeah. And then in like when these kids that were like little kids during COVID grow up, things are going to be completely different. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like the direction we're going in is we're like making so much stuff and we're just like, there's only a matter of time before all of it backfires. Now I, I think I've just like conspiracy theory, like going crazy. Um, but I was talking to my friend about it the other day and it was making a lot of sense where it's like, we're almost out of time. Yeah. We consume so much and it's so different. I mean, gosh, back when I was little, you know, uh, 1991, I was born, every house had a phone on the wall. Mm-hmm. Now it's like nobody, you know, yeah. you I was know. at school and I was talking to my friends and I was like, yeah. Oh, like my home phone number. And they're like, you have a home phone. I'm like, you don't have a home phone. Yeah. I didn't know. Oh yes. Oh wait, Back then. Yeah. Now it's like, I don't know anybody that has a home phone yeah. anymore. It's but, like yeah. crazy. Yeah, it is it's... crazy. And with smartphones and the technology, like you said, how it's advancing so rapidly, you got AI, you got mm-hmm. Siri, Alexa, all that. And, oh, geez, it just went. It, oh. She just, Siri just went. <laughs> I thought I did that quietly enough. Um, the ability to consume so much media and, and be so up to date on the news mm-hmm. and things like that or, or current world events, not even the news so much because I feel like they are behind. And sometimes I feel like, Twitter, which I guess is now X and, you know, TikTok, you can, you can get more relative information from mm-hmm. social medias right. than you can from news. And it's, 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 sometimes it's scary to think about it like that because you can get information like that. And, but then it's like, well, who's to say that information is correct? Right. And it's yeah. like, so who like, and maybe that's what they just want you to know. Like that's what they, the public or the people in charge want the public to know. Maybe you're being fed this incorrect information. And you don't even know. And it's crazy how fast we gloss over things. Like recently someone in, now I, I don't know, I think it was something like with Congress. Um, it was a committee talking about aliens and they basically confirmed that aliens exist and that yeah. we have spacecrafts. And the internet glossed over it in like a day. Like everyone was like, no one cares. Like like gas is like $5. Like <laughs> right. I don't have any money. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. And it's crazy to think that we, we're just on such a level of like, we need to focus on like, this life that there could be an alien in the sky and we don't care. Right. So like, what does that say? It's crazy to think about. Cause I remember, yeah, you're right. That did just recently get announced through mm-hmm. Congress or the Senate or whatever, or they had some kind of hearing and they're like, yeah, aliens pretty much. They said aliens are real and you know, we have their craft and things like that. And it's like, no one seemed to care. Right. Back to like the world ending. Like if people don't care about that, like, and not even that they don't care, it's just that you forget about it. Cause I, I completely forgot about that too. Yeah. And it's like all these things you just forget about because there's so much, like there's so many things in your individual personal life that you need to take account for. But like you forget all these things and next thing you know, oh, the world is actually ending. And you yeah. like all these signs, you just completely forgot until. And you're out of time. Yeah. Let me ask this before we close out, Elijah, would you be willing to do like, an acoustic of just like one of your songs or something oh like right now yeah okay do you have like a favorite or do you want something like unreleased or did you mean like wait like an exclusive like a first exclusive i mean sure i would need to think about which yeah song i mean i wanted to i don't know i just thought maybe that'd be cool i mean these are pretty good mics i never had someone actually sing into them for like 30 seconds or anything so i okay or you could do survive or whatever i mean whatever you want to do okay so we've been talking about the end of the world and this is a song that I wrote about, it's like a persuasive essay, but it's like to someone that you want to be friends with. And the, your main point for persuasion is like, the world is ending. The end of the world. So it was like a persuasive essay talking about like, I want to be friends with this guy, but we're like very different people. And it's like kind of using the world is going to end. Listen, like there's no reason why we can't just like sit back you know, light up and just have a good time for the end of the world. And it's kind of like using that, what happened in New York, because I was in New York when it was like the wildfires and everything was orange. Oh, like, you were I there? Was there? I was there for Whoa, that. Whoa, what was yeah, that yeah. like real quick? It I was mean, Talk about end of the world. Me and my friends, we were, it was between classes. We went to, we, we went to go get food and it was like, we went out, it was like, it was gray. It was kind of like foggy. And then by the time we went back in, it was orange. Like we were outside that wow. whole time and it got so bad we needed to go to an urgent care to get masks because like you're just breathing it in and then you got a sore throat because it was like toxic. It's awful. But from the inside, it looked like if you've ever like had a filter on like a picture and it like made everything super orange, that's exactly what it looked like. It looked like the pictures were not exaggerated. It was so orange. I couldn't even believe it. But so that happened. And so this song is called summer girl. And it's basically saying like, 
if well let me sing it and i'll explain it um okay. but it's like the sun's burning up all the light kids and kissing the girls with brayton and the water is rough like the world is we don't mind it so we'll jump right in oh can't you taste it the poison sky it's the end of the world no need to waste it you'll be the sunshine i'll be your summer girl so that um that summer girl that's it's kind of like saying if the sky is going to be poison if the if the world is going to end let's yeah. make the best of, out of a bad situation so in a poison sky you be the sunshine and then i'll be the summer girl it's like the sunshine and the summer you know like they're best friends it's like summer girl is nothing without the sunshine and the sunshine thrives off of the summer girl you know and that connection is what brings them together in the end of the world you know wow. what i mean yeah. so that's like i like i really like that song and um Hopefully I'll be able to like make it and put it out, but that's kind of like that's like when I talk about the end of the world, that's kind of like the theme I'm going for. That's kind of like what comes to mind. That's the vibe. So wow, mm-hmm. so that's like that's unreleased. That's a little yeah, little taste, unreleased little, little taste. snippet. Yeah, that song was kind of inspired by Lord, the her album Solar Power. Okay, I love that album. It's kind of giving acoustic guitar, kind of like lots of like indie. <laughs> it, that album is very much like vibes of like beach weed and just like i got that good like chill, energy yeah, yeah that chill, chill good energy yeah, yeah and that's yeah. kind of what that's that song is giving the one line in the song and summer girl is like is that sativa in the breeze they're cutting down all the trees let's get green i yeah. think that's so funny <laughs> that's Very that's cool. summer girl that's, well thank you yeah. that's awesome and then that gives all listeners a little taste of like like i said you're i think you're very talented and you definitely have the voice and the capability for it so yeah i'm definitely excited to see you know your journey i'll be following along on social media anything else before i wrap it up um i think that's everything thank Perfect. you so much for having me this is um it's the first time i've ever done something like this like an interview or anything so this is really cool i was so, the first american yeah. grown podcast yep and you did phenomenal calm cool collected I feel like I was rambling on for for too long sometimes. No, you did great. Elijah Walters, singer-songwriter on the American Grown Podcast in the ColorTech Creative Solutions Studios. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. To see photos of today's guests and more content, just search American Grown Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review. If you'd like to be a featured guest on the podcast, Please direct message or email Austin at AmericanGrownPod at gmail.com.